with the help of uh, Dr. Jim Boyce and others, we're going to uh, spend, uh, oh, a few months going through this great Old Testament book. But right now, I want to read for us Joshua chapter 1, the entire chapter, and I'll be doing that using the, uh, the original version of the New International Version of the Bible. This is the Word of God. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. After that, 
You may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. That is the word of God. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, the Bible comes from you. Holy men of God wrote as they were led by the Holy Spirit of God. So we are going to look into your word this morning. Heavenly Father, your word brings life. Your word brings health. We pray that you would be pleased to work through the preaching of your word today, bringing life and health and glory to you. Heavenly Father, we bow before you. We confess that we are not worthy of the slightest blessing in our lives. But as we bow before you, we remember that you love your people. You love your people boundlessly. You love to pour out grace on your people. Would you please pour out your grace this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Last Sunday night, we looked at the commissioning of Joshua by the Lord God to be Moses' successor as leader of Israel. In his commissioning, we noticed that Joshua was given the great promise by God, I will be with you, I will never leave you or forsake you. And he was told to make the written word of God his guide to not just have the written word of God, but to personally possess the written word of God. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. This morning, we are going to take up the subject, Joshua, the making of a leader. 
how did Joshua become a leader? What was it that Joshua, or why was it that Joshua was able to succeed Moses? What was it about him that made him the Lord's man for this hour in Israel's history? In our message, we will notice four ingredients of good, godly leadership in Joshua's life. Four ingredients. Here is ingredient number one. Joshua had a faithful past. Listen to these words of Dr. Jim Boyce. Joshua is the chief character of the book that bears his name, but his story does not begin in Joshua. It actually begins in Exodus and continues in the books of Numbers and Deuteronomy. In fact, Joshua appears 27 times in these narratives, each time painting a picture of exemplary faithfulness. Joshua became a leader because of his faithful to God past. Let's think about the time in Joshua's life when he was one of the 12 spies sent out by God through Moses to explore the land of Canaan, Numbers, chapters 13 and 14. All 12 of the spies came back with the same report concerning the land itself. The promised land, they all said, was a land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, it was an exceedingly good land. The spies even brought back with them a huge cluster of grapes, pomegranates, and figs as proof of the land's fertility. But it was there that the unanimity of the spies ended. Ten of the twelve spies added these words to the report, Numbers 13. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Ten of the twelve spies went on to be unfaithful to the Lord God. Ten of the twelve spies spoke against obeying the Lord and taking the land of Canaan. The two spies who didn't were Joshua and Caleb. They thought differently 
They said in Numbers chapter 13, we should go up. We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Joshua and Caleb stood for God and his promises. They knew that the only thing that matters in the long run is trusting and obeying God, and they did. And when we look at the life of Joshua, we see that he was faithful to the Lord God to the very end of it. Joshua succeeded Moses as leader of Israel first because he had a faithful-to-God past. The words of Dr. Boyce again. Joshua appears 27 times in Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, each time painting a picture of exemplary faithfulness. Here is the application for us. There is a rule of God, a principle that he has established. In the words of F.B. Meyer, faithfulness in a few things is the condition of rule over many things. The loyalty of a servant is the stepping stone to the royalty of the throne. Do you want to be more serviceable to the Lord Jesus? Do you want to serve him more greatly? Do you want to be a leader for him? My friends, be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful to God in the things he puts before you. Faithfulness in a few things is the condition of rule over many things. A second ingredient of good, godly leadership in Joshua's life is Joshua had a specific call. Dr. Boyce again. No person is as invincible as one who is certain that God has called him or her to a task. No person is as bold as one who knows that God has already given him victory. Joshua had a call by God to lead Israel, and that also contributed to making him a leader. Joshua, we may say, received his call from the Lord God twice. The first time is recorded in Numbers chapter 27 and was some years before the end of Moses' life. The second time is recorded in Joshua 1 and was right after Moses died. Look with me at these two locations of Joshua's call. First, look with me at Numbers chapter 27, and I'll start reading at verse 12. 
Numbers 27, starting at verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go up this mountain in the Abarim range and see the land I have given the Israelites. After you have seen it, you too will be gathered to your people as your brother Aaron was. Verse 15. Moses said to the Lord, May the Lord, the God of the spirits of all mankind, appoint a man over this community to go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in so the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eleazar the priest and the entire assembly and commission him in their presence. Verse 22, Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and had him stand before Eleazar the priest and the whole assembly. Then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him. Then look at Joshua 1, verses 1, 2, and 6. Joshua 1, verses 1, 2, and 6. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them. Verse 6. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. A reason Joshua had strength to be a leader, a reason Joshua was able to say to the officers of Israel in Joshua 1 verse 11, go through the camp, Tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land. Is he had a call from God. He had a call from God for a specific work. Question. How does God's call come today? How does God call believers to tasks now? I think the specific call of God comes in different ways. Many people have received a specific call of God while studying Scripture, recognizing that what they were reading had specific application to their lives. Some have received a specific call through providential circumstances. Things have happened and they have seen the hand of God. They have heard the voice of God in those things, leading them, directing them. Some have received a call through God giving them an interest, a deep interest, 
a hard interest in a certain matter or area. Some have received a call in reference to the work of God through God using others. Uh, John Calvin was called to his great work in Geneva by William Farrell, who threatened him with the judgment of God if he did not remain and help the Reformation. The curse of God will be on you, he said, if you do not stay. As I have shared with some of you previously, more than once, I received my call to the ministry in a subjective way. When I was a teenager, I became a Christian. And I realized that now that I was a Christian, I needed to be in prayer to God, asking him to show me, to make known to me what he wanted me to do with my life. And as I did that, he impressed in my mind and on my heart that he wanted me in the ministry. I didn't want that. I fought that. I even remember saying to him, on my knees, at my bed, I will do anything you want me to do except the ministry. But I knew that this is what God had called me to do. And by his grace, it is taking place. The specific call of God comes to the people of God in different ways. And what I want to say to us now is this. It is important that we seek it and wait for it. The call of God is a vital ingredient to effective service and leadership. This is what he wants me to do. This is what he wants me to do at least now. I know it. It's important that we seek it and wait for it. Joshua was a leader, the leader of the Israelites, because he was faithful to the Lord God, and God called him to that task. God is calling you to some task. No matter what your age is, if you're a believer, God is calling you to a task. A third element of godly leadership in Joshua's life is Joshua accepted and obeyed the word of God. He deeply respected the word of God. Remember from last Sunday evening how we covered the importance of personally possessing the Word of God. Not just being aware of the Word of God, not just having a copy of the Word of God, but having the Word of God in one's life, having the Word of God as one's life. Remember how we went over that we will never experience success in God's service or growth in godliness if we do not know and talk about 
and meditate on and follow the Bible. Remember, we used Proverbs 13, 13. Despise God's word and find yourself in trouble. Obey it and succeed. Well, Joshua did not despise God's word. When you look at his life, you do not see him as one who ignored, as one who disdained God's word. Rather, you see him as one who revered it and followed it. And so a third element, I think we can say, in Joshua's life that prepared him to be this leader that God wanted him to be, that God was calling him to be, is he accepted and obeyed God's word. Let me give you just one, for instance, that this was Joshua's attitude to the word of God. Just just one, for instance. In Numbers 32 and Deuteronomy 3, it was recorded in the word of God that the two tribes of Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh should be given the land east of the Jordan as their portion of the promised land. But, and the word of God goes on, they were to fight alongside the men of the other tribes until the promised land west of the Jordan was taken. Again, word of God. Notice with me now Joshua 1, verses 13 through 15. Joshua is speaking here, and he says these words to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. What was Joshua's attitude to the word of God? What do we see it as? Forget the word of God? Ignore it? Disdain it? No, he accepted it and he obeyed it. He knew the word of God here and he made it part of his commands to these tribes. If we are to live for the Lord, if we are to serve the Lord, if we are to grow in godliness, if we are to be leaders in our areas, in our callings, if we are to be leaders for him, then we must be people who accept and obey the word of God. Last point this morning. The fourth element of godly 
leadership in Joshua's life is he was a person of faith in God. He rose to be a leader because he believed God. In Joshua 1, verses 2 and 6, God said to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them. Verse 6. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. Then, in Joshua 1, verses 10 and 11, we read these words. So Joshua, God had spoken to him. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp, tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. In other words, Joshua believed God. God spoke, and Joshua took God at his word. He succeeded Moses as leader of Israel because he trusted in God. Do we trust in God? Do we believe God? Do we take God at his word? The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Is that true of us? Or do we trust in our own reasoning and thinking and feeling? In Acts chapter 6, we read about a problem that arose in the early New Testament church. Certain widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. It was decided by the apostles that some men would be chosen by the church and they would take care of the problem. The first person mentioned as a chosen leader here was Stephen. And listen to what we read about Stephen. Acts chapter 6, verse 5. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. One of the reasons Stephen was chosen is his faith in God. Faith in God is an essential ingredient for good, effective, godly leadership. And Joshua had this ingredient as well. What makes a leader? What makes a person serve God well, stand for God? What makes a person lead for God in his or her particular called area? Joshua's life teaches us that it's a faithful past, a specific call, 
acceptance of and obedience to the word of God and trust in God. I'd like to close with these words from Joshua chapter 1. If you would like, look at Joshua chapter 1, verses 16 through 18, the end of the first chapter. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. The people of Israel saw in Joshua that he was a leader. And God used Joshua, the leader, in Israel's life. Now listen, God will use us as well. God will use us too in our areas as we have Joshua's four ingredients in our lives. Faithfulness. This is what God wants me to do. The word of God and trust in God. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, please bring this message into our lives and work it out so that we might wonderfully serve you, strongly stand up for you so that we might be used by you in whatever ways you have in store for your glory. Help us to be faithful. Help us to see what it is you want us to do. Help us to be people of the word. And oh, Heavenly Father, help us to be able to say, the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In his name we pray, amen.